0: Hi everybody how are you all doing today welcome back to let's be honest now at this point I usually start by stating that people are the most important thing in the world which of course they are I know it doesn't feel like it some days and that's probably because you are in hospitality or some form of the service industry but let's face it they as in people they ain't changing any day soon so if that's the case it's all about you the hospitality person, to figure it all out. Don't you think? I am your very own disgruntled optimist, and today we're going to talk about most people's favourite subject. Themselves. So, as always, I've got what I've got. You're welcome to Let's Be Honest. Now, my lovely soon-to-be friends unless I upset you, that is. Because I'm considerate, this particular title, It's All About You, has been split into three episodes. Now, the reason I've done that is because there's a lot to talk about. And besides, you probably have somewhere to be, don't you? You're welcome. Also, before we get into this one and talk about you, I actually want to hear from you. In the near future, I will be offering up an episode called Horrible Bosses, Because we've all had them, right? Perhaps we've been one ourselves. Hmm, maybe this could be a a touch of therapy. What do you reckon? I reckon we could go for that. What I would like is for you to write to me with your stories. No good ones, not yet anyway. As in, my boss bought me a basket of pink puppies for coming in on my day off. None of that shit. I want them to be horrific, shitty, unbelievable, or even funny in their absurdity. For my part, no names of the guilty person or venue will ever be used. It's up to you whether you use your own name or not. That's your call. Personally, I don't think you should. If it's your story, and I read it out, you'll know. Why am I doing this, you ask? Well, for fun. Hopefully, it will be entertaining, and also to highlight what goes on, or has gone on, in our industry over the years. Besides, as horrific and possibly funny as some of these stories may be, we should all still be able to find positives. It all really depends on how you view the situation. Some stories might be so bad that you end up valuing your current boss a little bit more. You personally may already be the boss and unfortunately see yourself in some of these stories. You you may well be a boss in the future and think, shit, I do not want to be like that. Don't worry, it's, it's not all negative. At some point, I will do an episode on the good boss, where again, I want to hear from you. As I said, that's for another day. So write in, privately of course, with all your shitty, horrible boss stories. Knowing, of course, that I may not use all of them. But as mentioned a moment ago, it could be a nice bit of therapy for you. Why not use, let's be honest, as your venting vessel? How about that? Have a drink, have a vent. Kind of what I do anyway, really, isn't it? Side note, if you just write in and say that your boss is a bit of a twat for making you work on weekends, that actually might not make the cut based on the fact that it's probably your job anyway. As always, my email is chat at wiseoldman.club. Anyway, back to today. I think we were talking about you. Now on the surface, it may appear that I'm having a bit of a pop at certain people in the industry and that on occasion, I can come across a little bit negative. Shocking, right? Now, I don't want that to be the case. I am extremely pro-hospitality and I want the very, very best for it. I'm going to probably reiterate that in many, many episodes. I just didn't want you to think I was just a grumpy old git. I want the best products the best staff, the best bosses, and the best customer for our industry. But that's what we all want, don't we? I ask the question, don't we? Because I sometimes liken hospitality to living in London. I know, this is weird, but it's true. Only if you're not from London, which most people that live there, (laughs) they really aren't. You move there pretending that you don't like it and have little respect for it. So you treat it with a certain amount of contempt. You use it as a stopgap, as a stepping stone, but you fight against it daily. Then as you're about to leave, you realise that you've been there for 10 years, and you go, fuck. If you tried to embrace it a little bit more, you may have gotten more out of it and been happier instead of just having this battle every day. Do you get what I'm saying? Am Am I likening living in London to being in hospitality? Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Just think about it. And again, I am speaking from experience and I'm not just plucking an idea out of my arse. As I'm sure you're aware by now, I do have an opinion and I tend to say what I feel. Oops, sorry, not sorry in the fucking slightest. Sorry. I know it's quite early in the episode to have a swear, but, you know, sets the tone for the rant that's coming your way, I guess. And where I think... It is important to have a stance on most things. This in itself is a recipe for ruffling a few feathers. I think we all know that. My goal, however, is never to upset anybody. I've said that before. I know I have. Or, or even to sensationalise things, to, to gain listeners. I, I literally have nothing to gain by doing that. And all I want to do is tell a story, an anecdote, possibly pull on previous experiences that I've had or been party to. Maybe also to educate a little bit, and perhaps direct new or younger people in the ways of the hospitality world. All culminating in helping to make the industry a better place. Look, you may not agree with me on everything, but that doesn't really make it in any less noble pursuit. Wouldn't you agree? I have one request. It's only a small one as the bishop said to the actress, but when listening to this podcast, try and have a sense of humour about stuff. I mean, having a sense of humour is going to end up being one of your greatest weapons against the dark arts and survival in this industry. Also, try and not take yourself too seriously. Okay, that's two requests. So with this one and all the other episodes... I will be extremely careful not to upset people who, for example, make coffee. Sorry, baristas. Or front of house people. Apologies, VIP customer liaison officers. Not forgetting the waiters. Oops, my bad, food consultant advisors. Lastly, everybody's favourite, the bartender. A thousand apologies to all my mixologist, rockstar, cocktail warrior, slinging weekend whatever the fuck they call themselves friends. You are all very, very special, clever and talented. Now, contrary to my current tone and what you think I might be thinking, I also believe that the bar person, bartender, mixologist, barista, hotel person, etc, etc, should all be celebrated. I really, really do. As I've alluded to before, we are all in this together. So let's do that small thing, shall we? Let's celebrate all of you. Let's give a celebratory virtual high-five, a cool shoulder bump, maybe a pretentious triple cheek peck, moi, moi, moi. Or perhaps a sturdy handshake, if one is British, of course, to all these wonderful frontline people that put their lives on the line every day for the customer. Still think I'm being sarcastic? Well, I'm not. I'm really not. We hospitality bods are fantastic. And a very wonderful collection of people. Most of us, anyway. Look, whatever job you have in hospitality, I've said this before, but we are all in the same boat. And we should remember that. Business is business, as they say. And when it comes to service, attitude, a standard, and everything else in between, the principles are pretty much all the same. So if I do harp on about the bartender a little, and you're not one of them, it all still applies, even if you think it doesn't. It's all about service and the attitude. So let's use the bartender as an example. Or put another way, let's make an example of the bartender. The good and the bad. Okay. Firstly, do you think you deserve the title that some of you give yourself? maybe, maybe not. Only you can really answer that one. Yeah, look, we all know the job title says barista, mixologist or executive exclusive brand ambassador to the fucking king. But you still have to live up to that extravagant billing, don't you think? Do you make coffee or are you a barista? Do you make drinks or are you a mixologist? And are you a door service liaison engineer or a bouncer? Look, I'm taking the piss with that last one, but you can pretty much see what I'm getting at. Lots of people in the industry just became. They became a mixologist, if that's your preferred term, from being a bartender, overnight, just like that. But did they always deserve that title? I realise I'm on thin ice with some of you on this one already, aren't I? But open mind and all that, remember? A bit like the London cab driver that spent four years learning the knowledge, which is basically a guy or a girl going around every street in London on his or her bike, figuring out all the different routes. And there's a lot of routes. It's London. Then Boris, the fifth Teletubby, and the Olympics came along and said, you know what? Forget four years learning. You can do it in two now. That's even before we get into Uber drivers. Point being those cab drivers studied and learnt their craft. Then all of a sudden, a new breed came along with virtually no training or talent and got paid the same, offering a substandard product. That must have really sucked balls for all that went before. I mean, at least the new breed there had GPS. What have you got? A cocktail book? Quite often, over the last few years, I have encountered people that have read a book on cocktails, maybe attended a, a, a two-day course or on drink history or something like that, and then, hey presto, they start referring to themselves as a mixologist. If you start that way, you are one step away from a cocktail slinger and a rock star. Don't get me wrong. If you think you are, then you are. But you have to earn it. And the ones that have earned it, they know this. There are some truly great bartenders out there. Some. Look, I've had a couple of staff over the years that have fancied this title and loved, loved, loved the cocktail. They were dedicated to the art and they nailed it. So in my opinion, they were. They became a mixologist. And to that, I tip my hat and say, fair enough. But do most? No. Not really. I personally would never use that title for myself, but that's just my standpoint. There are, in my opinion, some stunning boys, girls, men and women out there who are creating art, almost fucking science these days, with what they can do to a drink. And they, as mentioned, should be celebrated. But then there's the other side to the coin, isn't there? The Billy Bullshitters. And they're everywhere commanding far too much money for what they bring and, in my opinion, ruining the industry. Really, on thin ice nice now, aren't I? If you look up the word mercenary in the dictionary, you will find a person that is primarily concerned with making money at the expense of ethics. Do you have ethics? Just a question. I'm not suggesting you don't. I'm just asking if you do or if you think you do. I am almost certain that I have mentioned this in other episodes, but there is a reason why my wife won't let me drink margaritas anymore when we go out. And that's because, in my opinion, most of them are shithouse. If you can't make a crisp, well-balanced margarita, a perfectly chilled, smooth martini, or a punchy old-fashioned, then you work in a fucking bar. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing in the slightest. However, you make drinks. That's it you have lost your right to the ology part. I went to a venue a while ago, no names, the casino, but I'm not saying which one, and I attempted to order a caipirinha. The answer from the bartender was, what's that? You, my friend, are a bartender, and not even a good one. And they say that because this was the flagship cocktail bar for this venue. I rest my case. Of course I don't rest my fucking case, far from it. I'm sure a few of you are getting a bit of the hump with me already, but honestly, if you can't make the aforementioned drinks, and I mean make them well, can you really give yourself an inflated title and command the same amount of money as somebody who can? It's a fair question, don't you think? You might not like it, but it's a fair question. Am I right? You're not wrong. If I've got to do it myself, I've got to do it myself. Look, some people are mixologists, some are bartenders, and some work in a bar. Nothing wrong with any of those titles. But which one are you? I'm certainly not saying that all bartenders should know how to make the previously mentioned drinks, but you do if you want an ology, or perhaps to be considered a rock star. Good lord. The suffix ology is usually used to denote a field of study. Yeah? Okay, let's move on. I'm still ranting, but I'm trying to be nice ranting. You know, sort of logical ranting. Is it working? (laughs) I'm not so sure. Do you know what? It is actually fucking exhausting writing this and trying not to offend too much. In real life, I could cover all this in one line. A margarita has five ingredients, and that's if you include the salt. If you can't do that, then your shit stinks. Fuck off. See? How easy was that? Everybody gets the message. I know the purists out there will say there's no sugar or agave syrup, but you at least need to know that. Anyway, I kind of really want a margarita now. I feel a bit stressed. Anybody else feel stressed? I feel stressed. Whew, let's move on. How about coffee? I can't upset anybody with a conversation about coffee, can I? <laughs> yeah, right. Friend of mine, Aaron, and a very good barista, I might add. This boy has been around the track and then some. He used to say to me, the amount of people that used to walk through his door lording it with the self-proclaimed barista title as if they were given it by a royal decree was insane. I'm actually paraphrasing. He's actually grumpier than me, if that's possible. He used to say to me, mate, I'm not going to bore you with the details, so let's just fast forward through the morning rush hour with one of these so-called barista manning the coffee machine. All I can tell you is that more often than not, these people walk through the door made of rock, or rock star. By the end, if they made it to the end that is, they were reduced to a pile of rubble in the corner. So if you say you are, then you need to be. Let's, uh, let's leave the poor barista alone for a second, shall we? They've had a tough morning. You know when people talk about the chef, let's, let's upset them for a paragraph or two, shall we? It's all, wow, he, she knows how to cook. He or she knows their way around a kitchen. They're fantastic. Wow, you married a chef, you lucky thing. Whatever, or whatevs. (laughs) I promise I'll never say that again. Look, fair enough. Being able to cook is pretty cool. But why don't people go, wow, he or she knows their way around a bar. That's sexy. God, you married a bartender. You can make drinks. That's cool. Insert the word waiter, hotel worker, where applicable you know what I mean by hotel worker i just I just can't be asked running through everybody I'll be here forever, as i'm going to prove I can't keep everybody happy, so anyway, it doesn't really happen, does it? Why? well, probably because they make a shitload of TV shows about chefs and cooking, but fuck all about people who make drinks, Christ. I have a beautiful wife, but unfortunately I don't think the thought I married a sexy bartender ever danced across her mind. My point is that the bartender, or mixologist, real ones, should get more love. I mean, of course, not from themselves, they, they do enough of that for each other, but from other people. It's a profession, it's an art, and done well, it's like cooking. It is a thing of beauty. Let's also not forget that a great mixologist is a tradition that goes all the way back to the late 1860s. Note, none of you were around in 1860s, so you and Mr Google can dispute it all you like. You know, feel free to waste five minutes attempting to prove me wrong. The key word amongst all of this is tradition. When people talk about tradition, they're also talking about a responsibility to that particular art or profession. Just remember that. Going back to the point about proving me wrong. If I am, and you do, prove me wrong that is, well done. However, all you have done is succeeded in missing the fucking point. Arguably, it's harder to be a great bartender than it is to be a great chef. (laughs) Fuck me, shit. I can hear the chef's knives sharpening as, as we speak. Maybe I shouldn't eat out for a while. Look, I'm kidding. And you know I don't really mean it anyway. Even though we are all often housed under the same roof, the bartender and the chef often have very, very different jobs. Just hear me out on this. A chef creates beautiful and creative dishes. A bartender, mixologist, creates amazing and flamboyant drinks, as well as often being the entertainer. But the difference is that the chef never, well, rarely, has to deal with the customer. Quite often the chef will have his or her station and they will only communicate with people in their direct vicinity. A great bartender does everything. They welcome, they teach, they create. And here's the kicker, they deal with the customer. I mean, arguably the hardest part of the job at times. Imagine if chefs had to deal with customers Jesus, there would be nobody left in the restaurants. I would imagine that a lot of chefs became chefs so they didn't have to deal with people. Not that I'm suggesting that some chefs don't have people skills. Yeah, I'm totally suggesting that. Come on, chefs. At least let me have that one. You can put your knives away now. Saying that, I do believe that the bartender is going that way a little bit these days. There certainly does appear to be a celebrity culture creeping in that suggests... And dare I say, yes wise, dare, dare, a high and mighty attitude? There, I said it, it's out there. Glad I got that off my chest. I do feel better now. It took me all episode, but I feel good. Anybody else feel good? No? So, in part two of It's All About You, let's find out just how high and just how mighty we are getting. And when I say we, I mean you. No, not you. You're aces. I mean the rock star next to you. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. So, until next time, be humble, play nice, and be honest. Not forgetting, of course, to share the podcast with all the people that you think may dig it. I will see you next time. Oh, and don't forget, the email where you can send all your horrible boss stories is chat at wiseoldman.club. Bye for now.